Welcome to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. We're developing deeply satisfying relationships is the goal, and following our six marriage steps is the path to get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is about your life and your marriage, so call 303-596-6836. Again, 303-596-6836 with the questions you want me to answer and leave a voicemail. Okay, today I'm going to dig a little deeper on marriage step number three, which is learning to share power, and I'm going to apply it to parenting. A lot of you listening, I'm sure, have children, and it can be a challenge to share power because a lot of times one parent is more the dominant disciplinarian and the other parent is more passive and permissive. And obviously this causes a lot of vicious cycles where the dominant, more disciplinarian parent feels like they have to become the parent for both parents because the other one is so passive. Then the passive parent can start feeling like, well, I don't need to do anything because my my partner who's domineering and, and taking over disciplining is going to do it all. So you get this vicious cycle. The more the dominant one takes over, the more pass, the passive one becomes passive. The more the passive parent becomes passive, the more the dominant parent takes over. And a vicious cycle ensues. So it's interesting just to pause and to think about what are the origins for some people becoming disciplinarians while others of us become permissive as parents? What causes that? And it can be a variety of factors. Uh, One example for someone who becomes disciplinarian is perhaps they're raised with a disciplinarian parent. So maybe that's what comes back to them when they become a parent is they start parenting and the way they were parented. Same with permissive. Maybe that permissive parent had permissive parents. And so they were raised in a home without many rules and things relaxed. And so that's their normal And then that comes out when they have children, they just repeat and replicate how they were raised. So that's one possibility. Another possibility is is a parent who's more of a disciplinarian. Uh, They may have been raised in a home where they had lots of freedom. And so they developed a really strong will. And so they, they have a strong voice as an adult with what they think should happen with their children. Conversely, someone who's permissive as an adult, they may have been raised with a parent who's very authoritarian, and so they were used to having no voice, and so now as a parent, they don't have a voice, and they just let their children do as they may. So it's interesting and just helpful to pause and think about what made your spouse the way they are. So if your spouse is a disciplinarian by nature or permissive by nature, what caused that for them? Because if you can look beyond their surface level behavior back to the origins of that behavior, it helps you have more compassion and empathy for that behavior. It doesn't mean you still don't want them to change. However, just trying to unpack the origins is a helpful piece. Also, it can help you. So if you're a disciplinarian listening to this, why are you like that? What's made you like that? And if you're permissive, what's caused that for you? Sometimes those who are disciplinarian parents, it can become almost obsessive compulsive where they watch every detail and they watch every move of their children because their mind is a grid and they see things in black and white. And the moment the children or teens are out of line, they nail them on it. So it can be almost an extension of an obsessive compulsive personality bent. People who are permissive, uh, they may just have a very laid back, laissez-faire attitude in general in life where they're easy breezing and not much gets to them. And that's their temperament, and that comes out with raising children as well. So again, there's a variety of factors, but exploring the why and where it comes from 
can be really helpful. So in my marriage with my wife, we've been married since 1999, I am definitely by nature the disciplinarian and my wife is the permissive parent. And this has created vicious cycles in our marriage that we've had to work on since we have four kids, uh, ranging in ages from nine to 16. My tendency is to look at the letter of the law. My wife looks at the spirit of the law. And my tendency is to lean towards justice and my wife leans towards relationship. And so obviously if you put those together, we're a better set of parents compared to if it's just my way or her way because kids need both. They need both love and logic, which is why love and logic parenting is so effective. But it's created a lot of issues in our dynamic because I can start feeling like I need her to step up and be an equal parent with me, and she can often feel like I need to back down and have a longer rope with what I allow the kids and now teenagers to do. And the the truth is always somewhere in the middle. So if we can kind of balance my approach with her approach, we're going to find a much sweeter soft spot in the middle um, that's optimal for us as parents and optimal for our kids. So who are you? Are you the disciplinarian or are you the permissive one? So depending on who you are in your marriage, if you have kids, resentment can start building. If you're the disciplinarian, as I kind of hinted at before, you can start feeling resentful because you can feel like it's all up to you, that you're the only parent, and that if you don't discipline the kids, no one's going to, and you see your kids getting away with things and having you know, behaviors that you don't agree with, and, but you are the disciplinarian, so you feel like you have to be the bad guy. You're the bad cop at all times, and that can make you start resenting your spouse if they're permissive. The permissive parent can also feel resentful because they can feel like you're constantly ruining the party. You're kind of you're the one that's constantly coming down and constantly the negative one and constantly throwing out consequences and, and making a, a mountain out of a molehill. And they can resent you for being too rigid and too strict. And both of are valid. I mean, those perspectives from both parenting sides make a lot of sense. So what resentment do you have, if any, towards your partner for how they parent your kids? So just to recognize that resentment, because part of having a healthy marriage is tracking your feelings towards your partner and and learning how to constructively deal with those feelings. But differences in parenting style is a major one for a lot of couples, causes a lot of friction. So here's four steps we're going to go through, four solutions to consider if you are listening to this and you have children and you have differences in parenting style. So, So the first tip I would throw out there, and then again, this goes back to learning to share power. The first tip is try to have a, a rule with you and your partner not to have any conflicts in front of your children, especially if the conflict is about the child. So if you're debating if Johnny should be allowed to do something or should not, you don't want Johnny to hear that debate because Johnny's going to hear who's the soft parent, who's the hard parent, and then Johnny's going to constantly side with the soft parent, and then it's going to be two against one. So you don't want to have conflicts about your children in front of the children, okay? Because they're going to see who they can manipulate, who is the hardball, who is the softy, and then they're going to try to divide and conquer. So try to avoid any conflicts about the children in front of the children, Now, having conflicts about other topics in front of the kids, that's a balance. If kids grow up and they never see you fight, they're not going to learn how to fight. 
However, if they watch you fight and it's destructive through name calling, you know, criticism, contempt, just nasty behavior, then that's not good modeling for them and it's better for them not to see that. However, if you're learning some good constructive conflict resolution skills and you're employing them uh, in, a, in a mild to moderate conflict in front of your kids and when the topic is not about them, that can actually be helpful because then kids can learn and watch and, and see, oh, that's how you handle conflicts. That's how mommy and daddy talk to each other when they're upset or when they're frustrated. But again, this first tip, the main point with this first one is don't have conflicts about your kids in front of your kids because they will divide and conquer. Tip number two is this, if a child or a teen comes up to one of you and asks for something, tell them your mom and I will talk about that and we'll let you know. Or your dad and I will talk about, about that and we'll let you know. That's really important because kids on average, obviously, they're going to learn who is the yes parent, who is the no parent. So they're going to go to the yes parent to ask for things. And if you say yes, and your, your bent is to say yes, 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 then your other, the other parent is probably going to get resentful because they will probably disagree with a lot of those yeses and feel like it's too lenient. And you're not sharing power because you're not going to your partner first and saying, hey, what do you think about this? Instead, you are the executor in that context and deciding for both parents. So don't play into this trap with your kids and with your teenagers. If they come up to you and, and ask for something or ask if they can do something, tell them, me and your dad or me and your mom, we'll talk about that and then we'll let you know. And then that shows them they can't manipulate you if you're the yes parent. And that also shows them, oh, parents work together. Parents decide together. Parents are a team. You want to demonstrate that to your kids. So that's a great thing to say back to them. Your mom and I will talk about that and we'll let you know. Or your dad and I will talk about that and we'll let you know. That's tip number two. Tip number three is now it's time for you and your partner to go behind closed doors and now discuss how to respond to something your child has done. So for example, say you have a young teenage daughter and she was just caught stealing a bicycle from school. The permissive parent thinks, she doesn't need a consequence because she has in-school suspension for a day. The disciplinarian parent thinks she also needs to be grounded from her friends for three weeks. So what do you do? So what you do is you go behind closed doors and you practice bouncing the ball. So one parent would share what they think. I think the, the school in-school suspension is plenty of a consequence. And then they would bounce the ball and say, what do you think? And the other parent would say, well, I think she also needs three weeks of no friends. And then they would bounce the ball back and say, what do you think? And the ball goes back and forth, back and forth as you're sharing your opinions. And the goal is to get to a middle ground where it's a win-win. And it's almost always going to be somewhere in the middle. So it's going to be a little more strict than what the permissive parent would naturally respond with and a little more lenient than what the disciplinarian parent would probably respond with. But that's the goal is you share your opinion of what you think. You bounce the ball and you say, what do you think to your partner? They share what they think and then they bounce the ball back to you and say, what do you think? And you keep going back and forth. And the goal is to, to move towards some type of compromise in the middle. That's a win-win that you both feel good with. Another example, say uh, your son's been playing a lot of video games. The disciplinarian parent hates it and they want that kid off all tech and outdoors 
all the time. The permissive parent, they don't really mind as much. They think that that's a part of this generation. It's kids are on tech and it doesn't bother them. And they may be on tech a lot themselves. So what do you do? So you go behind closed doors. The permissive parent shares how they think, you know, it's okay that the child's on tech. It's natural. It's a part of the culture today. But then they bounce the ball and say, what do you think? The disciplinarian-oriented parent says, I think there should be zero tech. That child needs to be outdoors. And then they bounce the ball and say, what do you think? And you keep going back and forth until you move towards a middle ground, a compromise, a win-win. And again, this is where the best of both of your temperaments can complement one another. Because usually the solution, again, is somewhere in the middle between both of your bents. If it's always the disciplinarian way, then that's all rules without relationship. If it's always the permissive way, it's all relationship without rules. And children need both. They need relationship and they need rules. So finding that compromise is often the ideal and the optimal because, again, it's, it's gleaning the best from both parents and helping them meet in the middle for that compromise, that win-win. Tip four is once you've decided, once you've found that win-win that both of you feel good with on how to respond to what your child has done, then you present it to your child together. So let's say you decided with your daughter Sarah about stealing the bike, uh, you decided together that she is going to have her in-school suspension, plus she's going to lose friends for a week and a half. Say that's your, your win-win you came up with hypothetically or your compromise. So you're going to sit down together with Sarah and both of you are going to explain that consequence to her and both of you are going to explain why you have decided that's the consequence. So that's an important part because you want your child or your teen to see both parents sitting down together as a unified front. Because they can't argue with a unified front. They can't manipulate a unified front. They have nowhere to go up against a unified front. And that's what you want to present as to your children is a unified front. Where you are in agreement, you've already locked in together as a, as a couple, as a team, and now you're sharing this conclusion and the result with your child or with your teen. That's a great thing to do for your marriage and it's really helpful for your kid or your teen because they see mom and dad are in agreement there's no way around this. So those are your four tips. So if again, if you are in a marriage and one of you is the disciplinarian, one of you is permissive, which is very common, this goes back to marriage step three, which is all about learning to share power. And the tips I suggested today is try not to have any conflicts run in front of the kids when the conflict is about the kids in particular. If your child comes up to you or your teen and asks you for something, Tell them mom and I will talk about that and then we'll let you know or dad and I will talk about that and we'll let you know so they can't manipulate the, the yes parent. Third, behind closed doors, practice bouncing the ball back and forth on what you each think on how the response should be until you find a win-win that you both feel good with to capital, cap, capitalize on both of your strengths as parents. And then the fourth tip is you present the the conclusion or the result together as a unified front to your child or teen. So thank you for listening to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. For more information, go to drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And remember to call 303-596-6836 and leave a voicemail with your marriage questions for me to answer on this podcast. Take care.